That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Michelle Pobega, naturopathic doctor. And I'm Dr. David Miller, ND, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting all the pieces together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of healthcare. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you should know about. Hey everyone, Dr. Dave here. As you probably know, this podcast is all about getting the word out there that naturopathic medicine has got some serious game. Educating and inspiring our listeners to work towards and achieve better health is what it's all about. But just like it takes energy and effort to invest in and strive towards greater health, it takes energy, effort, and financial support to do all the podcast things necessary to keep this message coming at you. So please afford me a moment to share our gratitude and give a real heartfelt thank you to our show sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada. Their patient focus focused vision of improving health outcomes with the use of high quality naturopathic doctor designed supplements is 100% in alignment with what we're trying to do here at the podcast. Their enthusiasm for supporting what we're trying to do for you, the listener, encourages us to keep producing content that will inform and inspire. Thanks again to our sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada. Hey, welcome to another episode of that naturopathic podcast. It's Dr. Dave here, naturopathic doctor, got to say that. And right. Dr. Michelle Pobega, naturopathic doctor as well. We are here for another exciting episode yeah. of that naturopathic podcast. Well, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. it's, it's just us today. Um, not like just us, like, you know, we're, we're good. We're a good little team here. We don't have enough. We don't have a guest today. No guests. It's Dave and just, I. It's, it's Dave getting a little bit philosophical, which he does at times. Apparently he talks in third person at times too. Um, and, and that's okay. There's a time and a place. It's all, it's all good. I'm glad you approve of it. And yeah. I, I was looking at our, our logo and it's got me with my head down and like my, my fingers on my head. And I'm like, that probably, that, that picture probably suits a lot of my thinking. Uh, I, I think a lot and uh, everyone does, I know, but I'm like, I guess a philosopher type. And I wanted to talk about, something uh that i see relevant in my clinical practice and i think it also encompasses the or includes the meaning of this podcast which is like people need to understand that uh your symptoms are valid even if you're not like dying right now um you know or the idea where we say the doctor says you're okay but you definitely don't feel okay and and this is um this talk today is is sort of uh, about that. Yeah. It, there, there's a lot, there's a lot of that. I feel there might be like a bit of a miscommunication for a lot of reasons, but, um, it's something that's far too common coming into my office where people tell me how they feel. And I, and then I ask, okay, have you spoken to your doctor about it? Have you gotten lab work? Is there any lab work? They said, yeah, my lab is fine. And then they Mm kind of didn't really give me any kind of support as to how to move forward. Mm -hmm. And it's very discouraging, right? Like 
you can see my clients get very discouraged when they mm -hmm. feel like I feel a certain way, but no one seems to have answers. No one seems to be investigating further. No one seems to be taking me seriously. Mm -hmm. um, and then they come into the office and, and, I, and I hope I, I give them the space to feel heard. Um, that's always my, my goal. Um, but honestly, it's just, it's just too common. I find as, as people come in to see naturopaths, they often come part to see of us why as a, like the last resort too. They're just like, I've tried everything and nobody can yeah. figure it out. So we are last in the now. line for yeah. sure. But, but I mean, I think you're doing a good job as a naturopath. Um, when you allow people to have a little bit more time to, to share what they're feeling mm. and, and I don't mean like feeling like just coming and say, I feel sad and, and, it, you know, and just, and sort of, um, I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with downloading a bit that, that way too. But what I'm kind of talking about is like the language of symptoms. And that's, that's sort of like the, the name of, of the episode. Note that Brandon, um, the language of symptoms is really, really important. And I, I have this silly, I mean, you know, analogies are sometimes helpful, but sometimes they're too simple. So probably this one's too simple, but no, analogies are great. Okay. So what I'll often talk to patients about is when they come in, they say, I've got this or that uh, sensation or pain or, or complaint. And they've gone, like you said, they've got labs, they've gone to the doctor said, Oh, you're fine. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, they're not fine. Clearly mm -hmm. like they're not dying probably, which is great, but they're not fine. And, and so this is like a validation of those symptoms. And I would, I would go even back a little bit further in the line of things and say the sensations. Mm, yeah. Okay. So we talked just briefly about this to just before we got recording here. And, and I, I'm pretty sure from, and I don't know if it's just from uh, thinking too much or from the meditation I've done in the past, which I haven't done in a long time, but I'm glad I did it. Um, is that sensations in the body, either they're the, either there at the same time or precede mental, emotional, psychological states. And uh, the one it's easy to sort of talk about, and we can sort of dissect a little bit is that that um, a sentence like I feel anxious. Right. right. And, and we've sort of we sort of accept it as like a mental psychological construct Oh, anxiety is this. Mm -hmm. And we have an idea, like when I say anxiety, what do you, what do you think of as a, as a Western, as someone who grew up in the Western world, naturopathic doctor, when someone says I have anxiety, what do you, what are you thinking they are experiencing? Uh, running thoughts, thinking too far ahead into the future, kind of like uh, the sense of worry, doom, that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. but also the physical side of things, heart palpitations, sweating, mm -hmm. indigestion, right? Racing, racing thoughts, insomnia, that, that all, that's a kind of like an all encompassing kind of anxiety picture to me. Yeah. And I get the, I get a feel for what you're saying. And I think it's, it's completely valid. I, I want to focus on perhaps the idea that someone's feeling that, okay, let's talk about even, uh, let's say like when someone says they're, they're having a heart attack, they use some heavy language, like impending sense of doom or sense of impending doom. Mm -hmm. like that's heavy. And, and there's a sensation yeah. that goes with that. And that's, that's, that's the intersection of that, the, the sensations, and then the so, sort of psychological construct or symptoms that go with that is, is kind of what I'm kind of going for today and saying we're not great at maybe uh, understanding those the sensations in the body and mm. then 
even more? How do we explain that to someone? Yeah, I think that's a hard part too. I mean, as, as physicians, you and I have a little bit more of an elaborate language as to how to describe things. Like even when it comes to muscular pain or a sensation in their abdomen, is it sharp? Is it shooting? Yeah, is yeah. it electric? Is it this? And often I have to prompt people because people are like, I just have a pain. And I'm like, okay, let's see if we can characterize it. And then I give them prompts to see if they can associate with one of those. Because yes. a lot of people don't have that range to, to characterize what they're feeling. And sometimes we have to support them. And I bet you I'm still very deficient in my language to be able to like characterize sensations. I would so say I it's like a Western, it's a Western thing. And I, I think yeah. it's, it's because we're very mind focused like that. I think therefore I am what's that Descartes from like, God knows how long ago, like we're very, and we focus a lot on like mental health now. And, and, and so, but what I, what I think uh, is, is really important is to understand that people, okay, I, I made that example mm-hmm. of, of the guy that came in. He's, he said, I went to ER like twice this week because he thought mm-hmm. he was having like heart attack or whatever. He goes to right. the doctor or he goes to the ER and they hook him up. They do all the labs. They do everything. I don't know, maybe how, maybe a physical exam, which is you know harder to come by these days than it used to be, that's for sure. But uh, anyway, they, they, they do all the labs and yeah. the and EKG and all that you're fine. Yeah. You're not having a heart attack. You're fine. Go home. Right. And I'm like, wow, man, there's a big space between like, you're fine and heart attack. Right. And he's clearly in that space. Yeah. And I think if, if we were better at understanding symptoms and body sensations, then we would better be able to communicate that to a doctor. But then again, any kind of doctor, naturopathic doctor, medical doctor, whatever, then again, they have to know that that language. So, so back to what I would, I started talking about was, you know, when someone, the analogy I'll say for people, when they, when they're telling me these sensations and I'm saying, look, you're, you're feeling something, we're just not good at figuring out what it is. It's like, if someone comes into your room and starts blurting out some language that you have no idea what it is, it's not like it's gibberish. You just don't know how to uh, receive it or, or Mm -hmm. interpret that information. Yeah. I think there's a deficiency on both sides of the coin Yeah, as, as, as the public in general doesn't have, isn't taught the vernacular or how to, how to characterize sensations. That's why, like I was suggesting I give prompts, but then I even said in the same breath and I was like, I feel like I don't even have the full breadth of how we could probably. So I think like describe things. So I feel like there's a disconnect in two ways, right? Um, one with it, with the, the client being able to articulate what they're experiencing I think there's a few parts. One, that the client can articulate what they're experiencing. Two, giving them enough time and space to have a conversation. Big time. To help them yes. to facilitate that conversation to like draw more out. Exactly. I think number three is us as the physicians knowing, being okay with having a longer conversation about that and focusing on the one thing and like asking different questions and, and asking more questions. And even if you feel like it's redundant or repetitive, like it might just, or reframe it right. Mm -hmm. Um, to not just give up at the face value to just continue to try to see if you can dig a little bit deeper. Um, but again, that requires time and space, right. Where I find that's the beauty of naturopathic medicine is, our appointments are usually 30 minutes for follow-ups and sometimes even longer for complex cases where standard medical doctors, you're like, what, 
seven minutes, 15, if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, and you're only allowed to talk about one or two symptoms. Right. And even yeah. then you don't even get to flesh that out properly. So I feel like there it's a two-way street where there's a deficiency for being able to really crack the code on things. Absolutely. And so it's not meant to be, I guess what I'm saying here, it's not meant to like slam us all. It's just meant no. to, we got to do better mm-hmm. in terms of, um, I, I think letting patients. So if you're a patient, we, we need to give you, like Michelle was saying, the time and, and the open space to, to talk about it because your symptoms are valid. Mm-hmm. Right? I, just because someone doesn't understand, like they don't understand maybe the sensations in their body and therefore it's even hard to tell someone. And then if therefore it's even hard for the doctor to understand that, like you can see how there's two, at least yeah. two or three levels there where signals could be lost to some degree. Um, we have to, we have to get better at sort of trying to understand. So yes, let me just finish that thought. Sorry. Your, your symptoms are valid. We just don't maybe know exactly what to do about them. But the first step is knowing that they're valid. And I, and I guess if, if anyone takes anything home, at least as a patient from this, like your symptoms are valid. They may not be understood by people who are hearing them. Mm-hmm. be it a naturopath or a medical doctor or whatever, because we don't know everything yet. No, no one does. No. Um, but like they're valid and, and you don't, you don't need to feel like um, crazy or, or, or like you're making shit up or like a hypochondriac. Mm-hmm. Like I said, what, you know, some people are, they'll get labeled as lazy. I, I don't know about that. Like I, I, I wonder how many lazy people just have low energy. Yeah. You know, what, like their iron is low because their thyroid whatever. is off because they work three jobs. Exactly. <laughs> they have kids, you know, it's not just that. Exactly. Yeah. I, I wonder now how many people who have, have been wrongfully accused of being lazy. The, the irony of lazy, of calling someone lazy is that it's lazy and it's easy to do. Just call someone lazy. That's the irony. It's so funny. One. I have a, I have a teenage boy who ended up going into a hypothyroidism autoimmune, like Hashimoto state. And they said he could probably grow out of it, whatever. It happened after um, a familial trauma and suddenly weight gain, things like that. And then we talk about exercise when the gyms were open and he was, uh, he was able to go, he was overworking out to compensate. And then when the gyms were closed, even though every single time we talked about an exercise strategy, he's like, yeah, I can do that, but I'm just lazy, but I'm just lazy. And then a part of me was just like, what made you think Mm -hmm. that you were lazy? And I told him, and I said, dude, you're not lazy. If you have hypothyroidism, you're also probably going to be tired a lot more. Yeah. So sometimes we just have to find the motivation to push through and like, what's the motivating factor? Like, and then we try to have a discussion about like, okay, can you do this much at least at home? Maybe a little less, but can you do this much? And I had to, I had to have that conversation with him. I was like, okay, let's stop calling yourself lazy. Cause that's not true. Right. And I think eight was, it's not helpful. Him. It's not helpful. So he obviously, he, somebody told him that I think he ingested it took it on. And now that's his cop out for not having to do anything. And I was going to, I called him out on it <laughs> in a yeah. nice way. Right. Good for and, you. And another thing too, is like, like you were saying, like people's symptoms are valid and sometimes people come in and they break into tears because of what they're struggling with. Or I'm so sorry. Like, I don't, like, I feel like I'm just, and I'm just like, that's okay. You're allowed to feel this way. Mm-hmm. This is, this is what's true for you. 
And that's valid. And I've used those words often with people because they feel like they almost have to apologize for how they feel. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. that's why you're here. I need to help you. You have to mm-hmm. express exactly how it's showing up for you. And that's all good, right? Yeah. It's so funny how people apologize for their symptoms in the doctor's well, office. But but that is that is the beauty of what I think a lot of the naturopaths are doing is, is you can validate a lot of that things and reframe them. I, yeah. I will say I was, I, I used to think of myself at times or other even patients as being lazy. But now if I reframe it as this person has insufficient energy to accomplish the things they need to do. Now that opens up a whole other thing. Like, are they trying to do too many things, things that don't matter, right. whatever you could, you what, could argue what, what's that. What's that trifecta you say, time, energy, and money, money, right? Yeah. And any one of those three things can make some, can, can influence, not make someone, but influence somebody's capacity to follow through Absolutely. on what they need to do for themselves. And you've brought that up several times. And I think that's something that I even need to be reminded of because people come into the office and they're like, I did. And I'm so sorry. I didn't do that. I, I just, yeah, I didn't apologetic. do the treatment. It was, it was like a busy month. I'm like, that's cool. This is your journey. It's not mine. And when you're mm-hmm. ready to get back on track, we get back on track, you know? Yeah. Like, so, or like, yeah. you know, and this happens for me and I'm sure it's happened for you maybe more <clears throat> when you were a younger clinician, but like, maybe you just asked them to do too many things. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you, you uh, didn't give them the the most important foundational thing that would lead to lots of benefit in short order or you didn't mm-hmm. you know there's lots of there's lots of things you get better at as a clinician on sort of, sort of focusing on especially in people have like depleted states yeah energy states you know focus on yeah. what's going to get that energy uh limitation out of the way and then you can start to do more it's hard with those complex cases where they feel like there's so much that's off the rails yeah and I, and I can see where all the moving parts have to come together. And even I might get a little bit ahead of myself, even though I think I'm trying to give them something simple and it's the best first step. Sometimes yeah. that's still too much for them. And exactly. then we were like, okay, we're just going to start with the one thing then we're not going to start with the three. We're just going to start with the one. And sometimes people come in with a sense of desperation because they feel so broken and it's easy to get swept up as a physician for their desk. Like they're, they're feeling so desperate to wanting to be better. So. I, I think I used to get caught up in that more uh-huh. in the day. I'm better now at holding my ground and prioritizing, but I feel like I still get sometimes caught up in that Man, where I you're just, just like, gonna, I want to just try to get all of the stuff done. And then it just, it's not right. So it doesn't work. I was going to say that um, you, 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 you're such a great co-host. You're just saying the things I was going to say anyway, but like, just for the, just to like um, reframe for like, if a younger clinicians are listening, like, I think, um, we both did that, Michelle, we try to do too much and you actually end up overwhelming or yeah. missing the boat because you're playing whack-a-mole with symptoms, right? And so for the younger clinicians who, who might see some guidance from, from what we're talking about here, mm-hmm. give, give up on whack-a-mole for a minute, take a step back, think of the person's time, energy, money, resources, mm-hmm. and think where is the key missing piece that leads to the most things getting better for this person. And I'll give you a, I mean, I'm sure you know too, but like looking at blood sugar, iron, you, you're, you're Pooping. looking at, yeah. Like it's going to usually be simple ish to, mm-hmm. s- to start mm-hmm. and not overly simple. Um, but, but take a step back. Don't overwhelm. Don't play whack-a-mole really find out what are, and that, I guess you, you'll get better as you get older too. Um, until you get worse as you get older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, that's when I retire. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's key. Don't play whack-a-mole and and be be very uh, be be very uh, intelligent about where you 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 ask the patient to do things, invest time, energy, money, right. and that would be very helpful. Don't try to fix too much at once. Yeah, it's it's it it comes from a good place. Yeah, right. It's you're it trying does. to fix everything, and people yeah. are paying you. And I, I don't know. It's like in other areas where you have like you know socialized healthcare, but like we have to have people pay us. There's a free doctor. There's free doctors down the road, right? But they come to us. So I do feel like sometimes there's extra pressure. So uh, if you can do your best to sort of uh, sit with that pressure yeah. and and still make a sort of minimalist or astute sort of assessment and, and uh, treatment plan, you'll do much better for you and your patients. I think part of that is, I mean, I feel like I've only gotten comfortable with that more so in the last year to two years, even to be honest with you of feeling like, well, I started to get better with it a few years ago, but I feel like I've really become a lot more confident in my approach and in my suggestions. And sometimes at the initial visit, you never know how that patient's going to respond. Sometimes people come back to me and they were like, I thought I gave them the most simplest approach. And yeah. they came back and they're like, ah, I just had a really hard time. So we have to break yeah. it down even further. And we have to remember yeah. that as naturopaths, what's simple to us is more difficult, I think, for the common person, because we've already applied a lot of like stuff to like optimize our health in different ways. I think, I think it's easy to take for granted how sometimes some of those changes can be more difficult for other people. Um, but, uh, I also think on the initial visit, sometimes giving simple recommendations, that foundational stuff. Like the other day I had someone come in who had like massively crazy arthritis in her legs, but it started after an infection. It started after a parasitic uh, cool. infection when yeah. she went to India. And yeah. so then I'm sending her to get tested for things to see if there's any residual something lurking behind the surface. Cause if it yeah. is rheumatoid arthritis, it's autoimmune. We got to get rid of the insults to injury, but I gave her just basics when we went through the diet. She, she eats a standard Indian diet and there's a lot of potato. There's a lot of carbs. There's not a mm -hmm. lot of like actual leafy fibrous greens and stuff. And there's a lot of things that turn into sugar. And mm -hmm. that's my concern is that when you think turn, things turn into sugar, it's going to lead to inflammation. It's going to make it worse. All we talked about was really diet. And because of her recent antibiotics, I gave her some probiotics, Lardy, mm -hmm. of course. Mm -hmm. um, and then we just, she drank good water. And all I asked her was to make some simple changes with her diet. And mm -hmm. she was super appreciative with that. And I mm -hmm. think sometimes we have to remember those things can go a long way. Also, if it's a more complicated case and you don't have the answer, don't pretend that you can fix something if you're not quite sure about what the next step is, right? If it's a complicated scenario, sometimes you have to walk away, sit with it, research, look into things before you start giving recommendations. So don't be shy about giving just foundational stuff first and being like, and, and admit, I have to sit with this information. I got to put the pieces of the puzzle together. We'll have a more elaborate plan at the next appointment. Right? Absolutely. There's, so, we, we want as naturopaths or clinicians or whatever, we want the silver bullet, the easy, come on, we want it. Everyone wants it, but, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, you can't, you can't build without those basic foundations. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I, I, I always tell my patients, I'm like the most boring naturopath you're ever going to meet. And I generally get good results being boring um, yeah. and then reaching for a little bit, the, the odd thing that uh, seems appropriate to build upon those foundations back to remember, we talked about uh, the difference between lazy and fatigue being a yeah. perception difference. Maybe yeah. I, I want to, I want to talk about another one that uh, 
comes to mind for people with stomach issues. Um, and I don't have to look very far from home to, to think of this. And I don't have to think very far back in my schedule to think of patients with this, but you know, when you have patients that have like irritate, irritable stomachs, and I mean, stomach, maybe more so than the gut as a whole, like they definitely, they're usually more anxious, maybe like stomach proper issues. Often they eat really shitty, carby, easily digested food. Well, how does this tie back to the idea of sensations? that we started this whole talk with mm -hmm. probably what's going on in the majority of those people, the better I understand the stomach is that when they eat like highly fibrous foods or like a big steak or something, mm -hmm. it calls on the stomach to do a lot of work, whether that's, you know, maybe it's making a whole bunch of gastrin and maybe that means it's churning. And maybe yeah. that means um, it has to, you know, there's a whole bunch of there's a lot of activity sometimes required or a lot of, uh, yeah, activity or, or um, effort needed on the part of the stomach to break down those types of foods. You know what there's not a lot of activity needed for is when you eat some like carbs or sugar or yes. whatever. Yeah. So I, I don't think, because I've, I've seen a lot of really intelligent people choosing unintelligent choices you know, if you just looked at them, like, oh, why'd you eat the sugar? Why'd you, why'd you just stop eating carbs or, or whatever? Well, because bread is easy. It's just like easy for them on their stomach. Why? Well, they don't get the nasty sensations that, that you can get from eating, say, healthier foods, if you want to sort of make it as broad as that. So let's be nice to our people who are making choices of, say, bread or, or, foods like that and they feel kind of ashamed about it well if they if they didn't feel crappy after eating healthier foods they probably would eat more healthy foods so i think we just have to be like it's it's like the same idea as the lazy and tired thing they don't they're not picking that because they're stupid or whatever they're mm -hmm. picking it because the sensations in their body are less crappy and yeah. like if you touch your finger to fire like well, you're not going to touch your finger to something hot like a hundred times in a row you're gonna stop Hopefully. touching it Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. It's like Homer, isn't that more Homer Simpson when he was little playing that operation game and kept getting zapped, but he just kept going back. <laughs> just kept, sorry, I just got that visual. That's but funny. yes, hopefully you stop touching the hot thing. <laughs> well, okay. So the game of operation sorry, is guys. similar. To, it's similar to what we're talking about though. I just think, and people don't know even they don't even know they don't know why they're not yeah. choosing those foods. But if you say, "How do you feel after you eat that food?" I don't feel bad, or I feel less shitty, or whatever. Yeah. I feel less bad. Yeah. Well, there, sensation is driving the mental or behavioral thing subsequent to it. So, let's be very very nice to our lazy people who eat bread because it's easy on their stomach. Mm. I think it's, I think what you're getting at is it's really important to begin to understand how to differentiate things. And that's an art form. Once you get into practice and starting to be able to like read between the lines and learn what questions to ask to, to separate this particular issue from all of these others that have similar mm -hmm. symptoms. That's, that's why IBS is a catch-all, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's so many things that can cause similar symptoms. Exactly. Right. And that's, that's the, the advantage, uh, and like with every advantage, there's a disadvantage shadow side, I, I suppose. But like, that's the advantage of like, it's fun watching you become a, a gallbladder whisperer because, and we were just talking about this earlier before we start recording, like you're going to, 
you already know more than the average naturopath. You already knows more than the average whatever person. So about the gallbladder, but it's only going to get more. And you're going to, you're going to start noticing things as you focus on it, as you have a bias towards it. And, you know, we get, we, we talked about that too, like how bias yeah. is kind of good and mm -hmm. kind of bad. If that's, mm -hmm. you know, if you want, you are going to start noticing things that you'll be able to teach other people. Hey, when this happens, it means this. And, right. and that's the, that's the, cause as you, as you understand and take good cases and understand what's going on with that sort of area of the body or area of complaints, you're going to hear the whispers and some of them will be sensations. Yeah. That, that the, cause some people will be able to convey to you It's wonderful when you have those patients who are able to convey to you to sensations, like, like for example, anxiety, as we talked about, like being a more mental psychological state that we sort of define it as some people will say, Oh, I feel the anxiety in the pit of my stomach. And that's mm -hmm. aha. Now you're onto something now, not only are you aware of it, which is very helpful, you've communicated it fair, like to some degree to, to someone who hopefully can do something about that because anxiety felt in the pit of the stomach is probably different than anxiety felt in tingling in the hands. Right. And, and I guess that means we have to get better as clinicians always uh, at understanding the whispers of things. But the first step is even understanding that um, sensations are a big part of what your symptoms you're complaining to your doctor about and you know people who meditate and do more body awareness uh things you know practices will probably have a uh advantage and there's so many other advantages to doing any kind of mind body things as you know practices as well but um yeah that's that sort of ties it back into the the beginning of this which is sensations are often driving you to the doctor mm -hmm. and it unfortunately we're not very good at describing sensations especially uh, say there's sensations in an organ as opposed to like the tip of your finger or right. something that's a little bit more straightforward so i think i'd also take it, it just something came up while you were talking in the sense of our ability to communicate the sensations in the in the of of what we're experiencing physically or even mentally and emotionally but and, and the whole idea of people who meditate or do body awareness, some kind of body awareness practice, um, it's, it's important. And I think I, we need to drive that home too. We live in, we currently live in a type of world where people are very disconnected from the self, mm -hmm. very distracted and almost always too busy yes. to stop and consider themselves as part of the equation. And I think that's a big part of why there's also a really massive disconnect with people being able to come to the doctor's office even sooner. I think a lot of people are so busy and so distracted that they are not even aware sometimes of the more um, subtle sensations and changes that are happening in their body where their body's trying to already communicate with them that something is different, something has changed. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people have that level of awareness because in part how busy and hectic and distracting this world is and i think a lot of people are very disconnected from their self because of that and i think mm -hmm. that's a really big issue too and it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you're lazy it doesn't mean that you don't know what you're talking about it just means we haven't fostered a way of life that allows us to be connected to ourselves anymore yeah and our and i and i'll, I'll say our bodies 
specifically too, not yeah. just our self as a no. I mean, I mean that mentally, emotionally, and physically as yeah, the self. Like Sorry, I didn't the whole, mean to. the whole self. Yeah. yeah, I just mean like generally, I'd say there's been a trend towards less physical exam uh, in the last I don't know twenty because I've been a patient too. I'd say in the last twenty something years, been a trend towards less physical exam in general. Uh, when I go to any kind of clinician, um, uh, primarily doctors is probably what I've gone to. Um, so, well, I shouldn't say that because it, it, chiros, physios, RMTs, obviously hands-on, hands-on. And that's partly, I think, why they're so popular and appreciated because people need to be, uh, they need their bodies assessed. And that's where sensation fits into what I'm trying to talk about here too, is mm. that Sometimes uh, you'll only find things through, like I said, whispering or like being an expert, I guess is why I'm being an expert in a, a subject matter or area. But another way that you can really help with sensations is, is a physical exam. Um, and, you know, touching somewhere, touching somewhere else, eliciting this sensation, eliciting that sensation from different parts of the body should help uh, your doctor, whatever kind of doctor, uh, have a better idea of what's going on understand therefore the language of your symptoms better and uh to to the end where it's like we can make a better kind of recommendation or, or treatment plan based on better information yeah word, word up. yeah okay cool um michelle thanks for accompanying me on my uh maybe too philosophical investigation no, of sensation. No, I think that was good. I think our pre-talk got very philosophical, but I think we're able to like focus it a little bit more and make it more um, tangible for our audience to be able to like tap in with. Because it fits, it, it's funny because it does fit the whole, the whole like spirit of the podcast is yeah. Uh, your symptoms matter. You're not crazy. You're not a wimp, not a hypochondriac. Yeah. It's just that uh, we need to do better understanding why you're feeling the way you are. That's it. Cool. Okay, we'll talk to you again next week. Bye, everyone. That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hey everyone, Dr. Dave here. As you probably know, this podcast is all about getting the word out there that naturopathic medicine has got some serious game. Educating and inspiring our listeners to work towards and achieve better health is what it's all about. But just like it takes energy and effort to invest in and strive towards greater health, it takes energy, effort, and financial support to do all the podcast things necessary to keep this message coming at you. So please afford me a moment to share our gratitude and give a real heartfelt thank you to our show sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada. Their patient focus focused vision of improving health outcomes with the use of high quality naturopathic doctor designed supplements is 100% in alignment with what we're trying to do here at the podcast. Their enthusiasm for supporting what we're trying to do for you, the listener, encourages us to keep producing content that will inform and inspire. Thanks again to our sponsor, Cytomatrix Canada.